Shmuel Aleph, Perek Tes, Pasuk Aleph. Vayihi ish mi bin yamin. And there was a man from the tribe of Benjamin, Ushmo um, Kish ben Aviel. And his name was Kish, the son of Aviel, ben Saror, the son of Saror, ben Bechoras, ben Afiach, ben Ishyamini. Um, all the way up, going back, Sorry, took me a little while to count. Five generations, the son of a Benjaminite, the son of a man of Binyamin, Gibor Chayil, a mighty man of valor. So this is Kish. He is not the chosen one who is going to be the king that Claudius Yisrael has demanded, uh, but he is the father of, of course, the man we are talking about, King Shaul. Uh, and he himself was a mighty man. Um, it is pointed out, the Midrashim, the Mepharshim, the Gemara all point out that in Divrei Hayamim, um, Kish's father Aviel is called Ner. And he is identified that way because Aviel had a minhag that he would light candles in the dark alleyways between his home and the Beis Hamedrash, where everybody went to learn Torah. And he did of his own volition... Uh, volunteer public service to make sure that everybody could see and would not stumble on their way to go and learn. Uh, and it has said, the Chazal make the connection that uh, with a, a grandfather who wanted people not to fall among Klal Yisrael, he merited a grandson who would illuminate the way for the entire nation, uh, Shaul, who would be the king. So he comes from distinguished lineage. Uh, it also emphasizes Kish being descended from Binyamin, and this is not a coincidence. Um, when uh, Klai Yisrael, this is according to the Mayam Loes, based on a medrash, when Klai Yisrael hesitated on the banks of the Yamsuf before crossing, many opinions uh, say that it was Sheva Binyamin who were the first as a group to attempt to enter the waters. Uh, it might be Nachshon ben Aminadav, who very famously went up to his neck. He is from Shevet Yehuda, which makes him even more uh, qualified to be the leader of Klal Yisrael. But Binyamin also had sovereignty. Uh, Hashem promised Yaakov Avinu in Sefer Bereshis, before Binyamin was born, Kings will emerge from your loins. Well, the only son who wasn't born yet was Binyamin. And it would seem then that this promise referred to Shaul and his son Ishbosheth. And the Chazal also tell us why Binyamin in particular, why not Yosef, although Binyamin hadn't been born yet, but why not somebody else to be from the house of Rachel to be a king? We know that Yosef was a, a Moshel himself. We know the Mashiach ben Yosef is going to be a figure. And Yeravam ben Nevad. Alas, who went wrong, we will see him later. But he was from Ephraim. He was also from Yosef. So Binyamin was the only one of Yaakov's sons who did not bow down to Esau. When in Parshas Vayishlach, Yaakov brought his whole family in front of Esau, and they all bowed to him. The only one who wasn't born yet was Binyamin. And so as a result, he never kneeled. He never bowed before Esau, and so it was appropriate that he be chosen as a king because a part of Shaul's major mission was to fight and defeat Amalek, a descendant of Esau. So to fight Esau properly, you need somebody who never bowed down to him. And that was going to be uh, Binyamin. Not only that, 
But Rachel also deserved to have a king because of her tremendous self-sacrifice in giving the secret signs to her sister Leah to marry her chosen husband, Yaakov, rather than to withhold them. And so she merited having uh, a king of Israel descend from her as well. Pasuk Beis, and now we meet the man who would be king. Velo hayavain, pardon me. And to Kish, he had a son, Ushmo Shaul. And his name was Shaul. Bachur Vatov, he was youthful, even though, as we find out later, he may have been as old as 58 years old, older than Shmuel himself was when he passed away. But he was young-looking and good-looking. Vein Ishmi Bnei Yisrael Tov Mimenu. There was not a single man of Bnei Yisrael who was better looking than him. Uh, if there had been a popularity contest, an election for who should be the first king, it was almost like Shaul would have been sent by central casting to be the choice. Uh, not only that, from his shoulders and up, he was taller than any of the other people. So he was tall. He was good looking. Uh, he was uh, powerful. He was a tremendous person. And he was of tremendous midos as well. Shaul was a very, very worthy person. Worthy of being the Melech. Unfortunately, as we're going to see, uh, there are issues with what happens to him. The transformation of, I don't know if it's his personality or his behavior once he becomes king. Um, there will be some psychoanalyzing going on here and there as we go on. Uh, as my Rabbi Rabbi Yelworth points out, it's, it's inappropriate to take one of the great icons of Klal Yisrael and simply try to break him down as if he were an ordinary or even a weak person. Shoal had Milos that we can't even fathom. Uh, Chazal tell us that he was uh, like a one-year-old in the sense that he was completely untainted by sin. He was meticulous in avoiding Averos. He was committed. He was committed to Klal Yisrael. He was committed to his mission. Uh, he was a tremendous person with the zechus of his family as well as his own actions. Chazal tell us in the Yerushalmi, in the Dorim, that when Klaishol went out for war, Shaul used to give food from his own supplies to each of their families to make sure that they had food. Uh, he used to marry off widows and orphans, we learn in Shemos Rabbah. Uh, he had outstanding character. He was a total tzaddik. And everybody could see right away. And he was Moser Nefesh to save the Luchos from the Plishtim. As we saw back in Paragdalad, while Klal Yisrael sat around after the Plishtim took the Aron away from Klal Yisrael and fought us and killed us, Shaul was the brave one who managed to grab the Luchos and escape. So he is truly a tremendous person, which makes his uh, issues and his, I don't know if I want to say collapse, so much more calamitous, so much more disastrous, so much more tragic in the history of Klal Yisrael. Uh, Lahavdil, but if you know the story of the Great Depression, the president at the time of the great stock market crash of 1929 was a man named Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover had only been president for a grand total of seven months when everything fell apart and everything was blamed on him. All of the homeless shacks were called Hoovervilles. When you slept under a uh, newspaper to try to keep warm on a park bench when you were homeless, they called it a Hoover blanket. And yet, 
Hoover was an orphan, a self-made millionaire, and a person who helped humanitarian aid to Belgium and other victims of the Central Powers during World War I. He was a man of tremendous fortitude and ethics, and really a tremendous leader you would think in almost any other time. But when a leader encounters huge crises, that is the crucible that tests him. And we will see that in Shaul's case, as we learned in the previous paragraph from Chazal, he was not the truly meant permanent king of Klal Yisrael. He was a temporary king, a king who looked the part, a king who could have been the part, but a king who was not meant to be the true king. That would be David HaMelech, who was not ready yet at this stage. So more about the positive early story of Shaul before we start to hit the peak and then start to go downhill afterwards.